You're listening to El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters Podcast. Grab a cerveza and turn up those speakers. Oh, <laughs> man! Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, there's vehicles underneath it. Oh! It's taking up power poles. Welcome to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. On this episode, we welcome our special guest, Kelly Taylor. He's a comedian, and he represents every negative stereotype of Canadians that your mother warned you about. We'll be talking about tornado encounters in Quebec, Saskatchewan, Illinois and Louisiana, as well as uh, a little bit of a heat wave update. And also, Chris is going to share with us his moment in weather history. But first, let's meet the Ninos. And uh, Trey, I'm going to start with you. We got Trey Campbell w- joining us from Houston, Texas, where it's uh, a little bit uh, muggy. Would that be a fair statement, Trey? I think that's an understatement. Uh, the air is heavier than... Um... A woman on her third trimester of pregnancy, so it's <laughs> like it's terrible. I can't, I can't stand it. Well, thank you, Trey, for getting us off to a very offensive start to the show. That was great. Uh, next up, let's go to Cubby. Uh, Cubby is um, well. Cubby's wife describes him as the biological father of her children. Uh, Cubby, how you doing today? Doing good, doing good. It's uh, going to be a beautiful, beautiful week here. You know, it's like we have, when was the last, first day of summer was what, two days ago, three days ago? Yesterday. Yesterday. Meteorological yeah. summer started June 1st. Yeah. Nobody cares about that, Nick. So it's, uh, I think it's going to be a great summer. It's going to be probably pretty crappy summer in the beginning as far as weather goes, but uh, that's the worst intro you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Thank you. But at least it gives, lets people know what they're dealing with when they hear your voice. Uh, next up, he's number five in the program, but number nine in our hearts. It's Nick the Body. <laughs> Nick, how you doing? Yeah, pretty fair. How are you? Uh, I'm kind of offended by the fact that you didn't want to come storm chasing with us on Tuesday when we saw all them tornadoes. Yeah, so here's the thing is that when I look at a at the parameters for storms, particularly storms that can produce tornadoes, when it when the models show that there's going to be a a 40 degree Fahrenheit spread between dew point and surface temperature and also that storms are going to be coming out of the uh, mesos- mesosphere or stratosphere instead of like the surface, I think mm, probably not going to be tornadoes, but Mother Nature, she's a mad scientist, and uh, she definitely produced. And you know what? I was thinking that over. I don't even feel bad because 99 times you could have, I could have had nothing to do that day and been paid to go, and I probably still wouldn't have gone. Right. Well, I saw three tornadoes that day. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, no uh, insurable loss, no injuries. It was a great storm chasing day, but uh, uh, very offended that you didn't show up. Let's go next. No show would be complete without a dude who could steal your girlfriend with just a smile. Tricky Dick Forbes, how you doing? Really good. 
Yeah, gig, you, Greg? Uh, night. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited I mean, I, to have this this guy on. I'm I'm. I had better I things to do, tell. but this is it. Well, listen, I actually went and changed my shirt when I saw uh, what our guest is wearing because I see see that he's wearing his Humboldt Strong shirt, and mm -hmm. uh, so I had to go put my Humboldt Broncos jersey on too. So you know, we we got a little hockey. It, it, I, I think we're all starting to speak. Knowing that Kelly's on here, I think we're all starting to speak with a hockey player uh, kind of accent to our voice here. And considering we're in the heart of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I guess that makes some sense. But listen, I'm uh, Greggles. I'm the, uh, I guess, uh, de facto host uh, uh, or uh, organizer host. I don't know what you want to call it of this show. Um, but I clearly don't do a very freaking good job of it because... Well, we always seem to have these technical issues at the beginning. But anyway, I'm here for some fun, for some storm chasing, and really uh, to have a few laughs with uh, some of my friends. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in from all over the planet. We've got uh, some great audience members uh, tuning in from the UK, Australia, Brazil, of course, the United States, Canada, and and uh, really all over the map. So thank you all for joining us. Don't forget that you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. And if you visit TornadoHunter.com, you'll be able to see all the past episodes of El Nino's, and you also will able be able to find all of our social links there as well. Also, a quick reminder that if you like the show, uh, please hit the subscribe or the follow button on your favorite podcast app. El Nino's is part of the Stormfront Freaks podcast network. And when you subscribe to Stormfront Freaks, you'll get El, Nino, El Nino's one week, Stormfront Freaks the opposite week, and we kind of uh, go back and forth. So there's always new content. And right now there's already over 130 episodes in the can, in the library. And so you're sure to find some great weather content and and really a few laughs and that's what uh, life is all about uh, also you'll be able to enjoy uh, episodes with past guests like Paul Brandt uh, pro athlete Brett Tippy, and of course we had on comedian Alex Zerby so let's get this week started with a discussion about the weather let's talk tornadoes let's talk about heat waves let's talk about possibly another tropical storm rolling through the gulf of mexico nick you've been watching the weather uh we we have i noticed we've got some guests tuned in from quebec we got mary eve barrier from quebec tuning in listen uh they had uh, oh my gosh we got illinois here as well illinois quebec saskatchewan louisiana all places this week that were on the front page of the news because of tornadoes yeah, so all those places had tornadoes within the last week. And why don't we start with um, with Quebec? Because um, that's the first person I saw represented in our chat there. Uh, I'm going to share this tornado that was caught just outside of Montreal earlier this week. I got a couple of videos here. And uh, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell us about uh, these tornadoes there, Greggles? Well, listen, it, first of all, it was an EF2 tornado that hit just out, just northeast of Montreal. And uh, unfortunately, there was a fatality. And that's a pretty unusual situation in Canada. Usually, 
you know, the tornadoes are going to happen in places where you can fairly easily avoid, uh, avoid them driving away from them, that sort of thing. But as you can see in this video, I mean, this, this tornado was moving like the driver of this vehicle is obviously, uh, flying along the highway pretty quick. And as this thing develops, kind of looking, we're looking at kind of the rear view mirror shot. That's the real deal. That's something that we would be thrilled to see if we were in Oklahoma or Kansas in the heart of tornado season. And, and here it's happening up in, uh, uh, up in the treed area uh, north of Montreal. So very, very interesting situation that uh, showed up there. Here's another angle. Whoa. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, this is when it obviously wow. got a little closer to uh, wow. you know, some dry soil there. But that is the real deal. Like, I think they, they you'd said they rated an EF2, but uh, man, that looks like a pretty violent tornado. What's yeah. wild about this is all the vehicles still driving towards it. It's like... Like it's a big dust devil or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that forecast? Like, was there a warning on it? Uh, there was, and in fact, uh, earlier in the day, the uh, National Weather Service in, in the United States had uh, upgraded the tornado threat in the Northeast United States. And of course, as you guys know, when the uh, when the uh, watches and stuff go up, they kind of stop at the U.S.-Canada border, but you could see that where that box was, uh, was extending into Canada, that there was a significant threat in that region and uh certainly uh paid off i guess but uh yeah unfortunately again a couple of injuries uh and nick you were saying you had heard a report that that uh fatality that happened from this tornado was actually on the highway here yeah that's what i heard it's it was unconfirmed so i can't i can't say that that was for sure but judging by you know the way these cars take it pretty nonchalantly like we would be stopping right about here <laughs> Like yeah, no question. Yeah, yeah. That white did, truck is uh, does not care. And look, there's like four or five cars that are right in the path up there. So, I, I like I said, that's unconfirmed, but that's what I had read. Um, yeah, I just found the article referencing that, and the man was out on his street and tried to flee. He went to his shed, and that's where. Mm. Oh wow, you know, that is uh -huh. a beautiful, yeah. beautiful tornado, though. Yeah, it sure is. And you know, in stark contrast to the one that happened also in the news this week in the suburbs uh, of Chicago, where there was this, and you, I think you've got this uh, security footage here, Nick, and as, as you're yeah. playing it. Yeah, I was just going to say, for those of you who want to watch the videos um, from Quebec, just uh, type into the YouTube Montreal Tornado June 21 and the first two videos that come up, one from the Weather Network and then one from the uh, driver of that vehicle. Um, but and yeah, we will have those in the uh, episode eight show notes as well. And so this uh, this video here is um, surveillance cam footage in uh, the Chicago suburb. And so we'll see here the moment that uh, the tornado ends up hitting this guy's house. And um, my question in these videos always with these surveillance cams, because I've got a nest cam on the back of my home. And I don't remember know if you guys remember last year when we got hit with that rainstorm in mid-July, my camera stopped working momentarily. This camera has got to be bolted in about eight feet deep with a piece of rebar <laughs> or something like that. Like, it doesn't move. Look at the car is moving and the security Whoa. camera is fine. Yeah, that's wild. And, you know, th th what makes this so scary is that this happened at night. And uh, I've seen a couple of, uh, I'm going to use, use air quotes, photos of uh the tornado that happened near chicago and honestly the the photos aren't 
you know, super impressive. And that's just because the the whole thing was just rain wrapped and, and, you know, it kind of embedded in this storm, but did it ever do some damage? And, uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this video plays out. Yeah. So just watch the uh, watch the basketball hoop that's going to show up here. I found that to be <laughs> the most interesting part of the video for sure. This guy's got a real nice setup patio back here. Looks like everything is pretty quality. Like he's got that nice stone fire pit. That barbecue looks like it's bolted down. Nice patio set. I don't see a basketball net anywhere, and I've watched this video a couple times now. But uh, we're going to see one. Oh, there it is. It's just over in the corner. <laughs> and nope. uh, it falls it over. Did it come from somewhere else? It's scary stuff too, right? Because it's at nighttime. Like those to well, me are like the most. Whoa. Wow. wow. It's going to try and write itself here. <laughs> <laughs> this looks fake. Yeah, that's uh, wild. Uh, so Nick, listen. Let's uh, let's transition away from uh, these uh, these uh, big tornadoes, and let's just talk about the uh, handful of tornadoes that were reported in Saskatchewan as well last week. And you had mentioned the fact that the dew point spreads, like we had these, you know, super high temperatures, super low dew points, and you know, for those of you who aren't in tune with the forecasting side of it. Essentially, when you have those spreads between how how much moisture is in the air at the surface and uh, what the actual air temperature is, when you have those giant spreads like that, we don't really ever expect tornadoes to happen because the base of the storms is so high in the atmosphere that uh, generally the the spinning of the that storm, it, there's not enough energy to get that spin all the way down to the ground. But we sure had it uh, last week in spades, and we witnessed three uh tornadoes uh out near rosetown saskatchewan so um yeah it was uh, tornadoes in the news all over north america this week and in fact there was actually tornadoes uh, did you guys see the ones uh, that came off of uh uh lake michigan the water spouts chris did you see the water spouts in lake michigan no i didn't see those yeah it, they, uh, that same system from chicago uh, might have been um, uh, Eric Treese, who's a great photographer. If you follow him on Instagram, uh, Eric actually works on these uh, um, uh, cargo ships that uh, work the Great Lakes. And so he's got this great shot of uh, 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 two uh, water spouts in front of the boat and one in the wake behind the boat. Uh, it's just been yeah, the whole the whole uh, world seems to be getting hit with uh, tornadoes right now, and there was a uh, lot of action over in India as well this week. So anyway, that's uh, tornado talk. Nick, you wanted to get into a little bit about the heat wave coming up. Well, I sure did, Greg. Now, as you know, um, the weather phenomenon that kills the most people and injures the most people every year, and it's not tornadoes, and it's not lightning, and it's not hurricanes, and it's not flooding. It is hot weather, and boy, oh boy, are we in for a heat treat uh, mid-next week. So this is for the temperature forecast for about 6 p.m. on Tuesday, June 29th. And if you are in interior British Columbia, uh, you might want to make sure. State. Washington State. Yeah, yeah Washington, e even into Western Idaho here. But really, right down, um, I mean, the whole West Coast there, with the exception of the sort of Pacific Northwest area, you might want to 
make sure you have access to plenty of water and an air-conditioned building because we're looking at temperatures somewhere between 108 Fahrenheit and 116, 17 degrees. Even There's even some plotting for 119 um, up here in Washington. But Kelowna looks like it's going to be about 113 degrees on Tuesday. Ooh. That's going to be about 45, 46 degrees Celsius. And that heat, when it gets into that part of the interior, British Columbia, um, can actually uh, end up sitting there for a longer period of time as well. And I mean, this is starting, that goes back to 3 p.m. This goes back to noon. So by noon, it's already 100 degrees in British Columbia, uh, Fahrenheit in the interior there. And it doesn't get much better. Nick, I, I want you to get to Churchill, Manitoba. I want you to get up to that area. That That's right. crazy. So that's, that's the next day. So then this ridge sort of extends its way across West, uh, eastern Washington into western Idaho through Montana. So on uh, June 30th, uh, southern Alberta is going to see temperatures well into 100 degrees Fahrenheit. But then the real treat for Saskatchewan and Manitoba comes the next day, I believe. And here you can see Saskatoon is going to be about 96 degrees. So you're looking at 40 degrees there. But look it up here. Like this is getting close to the Arctic Circle here. Um, certainly way far. Like look at this. This is 100 degrees. So this ridge of high pressure that's going to be absolutely sweltering is going to move all the way up to near where Churchill uh, lies on the Hudson Bay there. And so it's going to be hotter in northern Manitoba and not just a little bit, but much, much harder in northern Manitoba than it's going to be uh, down here in Kansas and uh, Colorado, Iowa, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, all these places. So um, that is some and you're these people up here, like they're hardy people when it comes to winter temperatures, they can survive polar bears and, you know, minus 50, no problem. But I'm a little bit concerned that, you know, 40 degrees Celsius might not be in their wheelhouse up there. So you need a severe weather safety plan for tornadoes and floods and hurricanes and all the like, but you also need one for heat. So make sure that you are wise. Don't stay out in the sun too long, please. Cubby, I think you've got a video queued up. Let's go to that video next. Um, you're going to enjoy this, gang. And that's why we love camping so much. It's just because we're outside drinking. Because camping actually isn't that good of a time without booze, but no one's realized it because you're drinking the whole time. Like, it's acceptable to be drinking at nine in the morning when you're camping. You can't be four beers deep at Canadian Tire in the city, you've got a problem. My mom will be cooking bacon eggs. She doesn't even drink that much. It'd be camp. It's like, Mom, are you having a beer and clam right now? I'm camping! Because <laughs> if you take alcohol out of camping, camping now sounds like a survival story. You get the exact same weekend with or without booze sounds completely different. No booze? Like, hey, how was your weekend? It was terrible, man. We were up north in the bush. There was no cell phone reception. I couldn't even update my status to warn people. Todd was in charge of food. He forgot all the food. We had to try to catch our own food to eat. We had to build a fire at night for heat, sleep in a tent. Mike puked in the tent. It was the worst weekend ever. You had booze to the exact same weekend? Like, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, it's awesome, man. We're up north in the bush. There's no cell phone reception, which is deadly because Jeff's old lady can't get a hold of him. He's like old school Jeff drinking all day, pedal down. 
Todd's in charge of food. He forgot all the food. Didn't matter because we're on the boat fishing all day. Ripping lips. Had a big fish fry. Unreal. Big bonfire at night. Good stories. Mike puked in the tent. Best weekend all summer. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Kelly Taylor. I'm super stoked to have him here tonight. Uh, as you heard in the video, this guy is hilarious. Kelly Taylor is the funniest comedian I have ever seen. I was super excited that we're going to get him on tonight. I've had the opportunity to watch Kelly's stand-up comedy at a number of events over the years, and he is hilarious. Uh, beyond that, Kelly has a number of accolades from his comedy work, including placing second in the prestigious Just for Laughs homegrown competition. Beyond that, Kelly is a father, outdoorsman, an all-around good guy, or so I've heard. Usually, I would question whether or not tuning into this podcast is worth your time, but I promise you tonight will be worth it. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Right on, guys. Thanks for having me. should have told me there was going to be a video. I would have muted myself. I don't like listening to myself. But... Jeez. Well, you look a little different, too, now, Kelly. Uh, like, what's going on with the... Is this the COVID beard? I have uh, no idea. More of my hair. I sometimes... I go back and forth between a beard and no beard, but I grew my hair out just because I'm not doing any live shows, so I thought I would try to look as ugly as possible, to which my wife has told me I have succeeded. So uh, it's coming off shortly. It's coming up maybe maybe tomorrow. So you, you say you don't watch your acts? Kelly, that was a question I had for you. Do you ever watch your bits? Never, ever. Uh, I've had to listen. If I listen or watch myself, it makes me want to quit. There was a CBC recording I was doing called Laugh Out Loud, and I'd already did one. And so I had to go back, and I was recording another one, so I wanted to make sure I didn't do any of the bits that I've listened to before. So I listened to it. And I was like, holy man, which is actually you should because then, you know, listen to yourself, you get better. But I was like, I'd rather just not listen to myself. I'll take the lazy way out of this because then uh, I was listening to myself. I was like, holy man, do you ever talk fast? And I was like, you sound ridiculous too. Like, we did this one comedy festival where um, everyone, the one night would do an impersonation of the other comic. And I went up and I thought I just nailed this impersonation of this one comic. He's there. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it kind of got some laughs. Then he went up a few later. I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that someone was going to do me. And he went on stage and he sounded ridiculous. And then everyone and all the comics are dying laughing. I was like, oh, so I guess I do sound that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and people, and when I hang out with comics too long too, they're like, I got to get away from Kelly Taylor. I'm starting to talk Kelly Ta Taylorisms or something. Like I get, uh, I get that lots that uh, if, there's anyone from Canada or the classic Canadian, like a letter Kenny thing where they, you know, over embellish what a Canadian is. I was like, I guess I'm your guy. I could go on letter Kenny without acting, I guess. Kelly, do they have, uh, do they have skids in PA? Skids? skids. Yeah. Like, like rough people? Like well, dust. that's sort of, that's sort of the slang. So in oh, the Yorkton yeah. area, Yorkton to Estevan, when, when I was balling around in the nineties, uh, we had these groups of people called skids or oh, yeah. skiddly, right? But they were generally teenagers who uh, had a little bit too much emotion and a little bit of anger. And they had this accent. And when you get a bunch of skids in the same room, even to this day, my voice, other people's voices from Estevan, they'll start to change and take on that accent. And I, if I'm hearing you correctly, I am picking up a little hint of skid. <laughs> awesome i haven't heard skid forever man that is, <laughs> like the, the skids almost had their own door in high school like oh man, over to the yes where all the skids are yeah oh, yeah the skids would be slash. out in this 
the skids would be out in the smoke pit, uh, the yeah. smoke pit, uh, you know, sucking back uh, darts all day long. Skids love love darting. Oh man, I'm I'm bringing back skids. I can't wait. I'm gonna write a skid bit right right away now. <laughs> yeah. See, you you as soon as you said right right away. I mean, that's that to me is a bit of a northern skid accent. It's <laughs> I, perfect. The line from PA to Estevan. You could pick up six, seven guys on the side. Of, just f- look for guys wearing black jeans and uh, pick them up and you'll get all of the whole Saskatchewan skid accent on that, that uh, east east coast. Yeah, see, Nick, when I look for skids, um, it's usually with men with your kind of locks. <laughs> like the, fl- the flowing hair. That's usually my definition Listen, of a skid. These yeah. are extensions and I had them put in in honor of Mr. Taylor joining us tonight because I wanted to look my best. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny like this uh and this hasn't helped me like uh when i went to i spent time in la and they're like you you'll have to lose that and i tried but uh it wasn't working and i i did a movie like i got the very last casting call i went there and the casting director said i think you have the part like you're the one we want and then the director sat in on the last one and then my manager called me later and i was like oh just thinking oh right on here we go got the movie and he's like, oh, we didn't get it. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, did he say why? Like, what was it? And he goes, uh, they said they said you sound over the overboard stupid Canadian. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. in, in that story, it was when you said, ah, we didn't get it. <laughs> so listen, seen- Kelly, listen, we got we got uh, Michelle tuning in from Australia right now, and that makes me think of all the stereotype characters of Australian dudes, right? With the crikeys and the shrimp on the bobby and all that kind of stuff. Like you're doing basically the, uh, the, the same thing as the Canadian that they're doing with the, the whole Australian thing. And they get movies all the time. Maybe it's just you. Exactly. <laughs> My acting isn't very good either. Maybe they could, uh, yeah, like I always wonder that too. Like, why can't I just be the Canadian guy in that movie? But uh, I guess not. I I also can't. I guess I found out I can't say the word. I'll concentrate and I'll get it right. Men. I uh, I auditioned for the host of uh, The Bachelorette Canada. And Did you really? They got, yeah, they kept stopping. Like you keep saying men. Like I say men. Okay. And apparently, when you do that show, you have to say men lots. So I'd be like, oh, let's welcome the men in. Like no, no, man. And the funniest well, part of that. Stop and concentrate. That looks super ridiculous. Like, uh, let's get the men in here. <laughs> and I bet you, if you said milk, you would actually say milk because people who pronounce it "min" also say "milk" instead man, of "milk." My whole family says it too. Yeah, and it's from my family. Like my dad and my mom talk ridiculous, and my kids pick up on the way they Tuesday and Friday and it's like holy man we sound so so listen do you guys all live in the same trailer or do you guys have separate <laughs> separate separate you living quarters and I'm in his house right now I hope he comes in and you get him in here like and he, he comes in and he's the loudest guy ever because I try I have no wi-fi at my acreage so he comes in here and he's I don't know. He, the guy's on the phone twenty four seven, and it's a house phone, and he's just yelling in the phone. So hopefully that loud gets in here. <laughs> Y'all still have a house phone? Oh yeah, it, it rang when you guys were on, but I was muted twice. <laughs> 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 the 
fucking what's on fire, man? Who's calling here? This is ridiculous. Hey, how long's the cord on that landline phone? Is that a 12, 16 footer or oh, she she's a she's a handheld over here. Very <laughs> cordless. Nice. Oh yeah, That's y'all are really cool. keeping up with the times. <laughs> yeah. So Kelly, when you when you get into like your joke writing and like what's what's your process? Do you like uh you know, is it like you tell jokes about like funny things that happen in your life or do you like come up with a bit and you just kind of work on that bit? Do you work it over with friends, family? Like what's your what's your process? My process is uh, there. I jot things. Uh, I'll jot something down. I'm actually getting really bad at not even doing that anymore. Uh, maybe more lazy because I'm not getting out on a regular basis, but I'll jot something down. And it might only be like there's concept of uh, like there's something funny in it and I can't quite figure it out. And it might just be. I'll start off talking on stage and it might only be like maybe a 30 second thing. And then when I'm on stage, it feels like the crowd can kind of push you the way, the direction of where that joke can go. So I would, I would do it. And then like, okay, yeah, there's a punchline. There's a tag to it. Then you do a tag. And I was like, Oh, and the more you do it on stage, you can start as like a 30 second joke to a two minute to then it can end up being like a, a 10 minute story. So I kind of jot things down. And when I'm, uh, I try it out when things are rolling good, I'll just throw it in and go with it. And hopefully it goes. And then the other things uh, are just stories. If something happens in your life, you're like, oh, man. Then you just get a gold nugget. Like, uh, like I caught my nuts on uh, a ladder, and I was hanging from it. And it's like, holy man, all you do is tell that story. And the more, you know, the more detail you give into it, the funnier it is. Like, I, as much as you don't want to be hanging from a ladder by your nuts, it's an absolute, <laughs> here's, a little, here's a little nugget of gold for your comedy act if you want eight minutes. So just life stories. And I kind of write... Um, there's a comic early in my career that I watched. I remember just thinking every time he was saying something, I was like, oh man, that's been there forever. How come I never said that? How come I never said that? In my head, I'll try to mentally talk about things that we all say to ourselves in our head, but we don't talk about out loud. So I try to, things that people can relate to. Like sometimes I'll do shows and that lady, she didn't even laugh. She would just keep going, ah, oh, that's so true. I do that. Ah, <laughs> I do that. <laughs> and then it, it, it goes to both more than, then you don't have to worry where you live. Like, uh, say maybe that joke only works here, this joke works here, or this race or religion. Like, but like now the joke works for everyone. Like, if you talk about having to piss during the night, it's like just because you're white, black, brown from Brazil, or everyone has to do that. So it just it's a broad. You get a broad spectrum of it works everywhere. Yeah, what's funny about having to go to the bathroom at night? Sorry, man, I don't get bit. it. This is a good one. I can tell it for you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> it just. I, it could almost the, the thing that uh, I think would be funny about it is, is it's the conversation you have in your head. Like when you have to, when you get hit with having to piss during the night, like everyone kind of does the same thing. Like it hits you, and you're like, like the, with the first thing you do, you you look at the clock and see if it's worth getting up to piss for. You know <laughs> what? You literally you know? have to do a piss math <laughs> equation to see if like oh six thirty got a, seven screw a layer massive crotch paint for a half he, hour. He, he makes a good point. <laughs> Um, funny story about that. When I was a kid, it was Christmas Eve, and I really had to go to the bathroom. I really had to pee, like next level. But I didn't want to get up because I didn't want Santa Claus to see me going to the bathroom. And I was like, "Man, this sucks. Is Santa here already? So I can fucking go to the bathroom already?" But you know, I had to sit, sit there and suffer in silence. Because I was a dumb kid who thought Santa was real. Well, you don't want to get caught pissing by an elf. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Now, Kelly, I was going to ask you uh, the cows. Now, did that start as something that you're thinking a lot? Because as Greg can attest to, 
if we get on the road and there's cows in the way, I cannot stand how stupid they are and how tortured, like you say, their life must be. Like they probably want to end it. And we have had a lot of times where we've gone down a grid road and there'll be a cow standing in the middle of the road. And and that I, I'm thinking to myself, that cow is trying to end it, end itself, but it's too stupid to run in front of the car like a deer would. But yeah. it is. And you've got a bit just like that. Yeah. And that one, you know, almost flashing back to how you write those jokes. That joke came from uh, I remember I was at, at a PA bar and I it was a one off. Like it, it wasn't a real joke. It was just me riffing on stage and I would have never, ever said it again. And it was all it was. At that point, was uh, a f it didn't even talk about the cow. It was a fish, uh, one one second of a fish joke, and a guy came up to me the next day. He's like, "Man, that was funny last night. Your fish joke." And I was like, "What fish joke? I don't have a fish joke." And he goes, "Just the way your face looked when you did this, like." And even then, I I didn't do it on the ground, but it escalated to me flopping like a fish. I just <laughs> was by a wall and did this stupid look. So I was like, "Huh, okay, I'll try something out." So that was like a thirty second joke I would have never said again. That went to that, to, and then I was like, okay. I, and then it was a fish. I was like, what could I compare that to? And then I compared it to the cow. And then literally that got me my gist for laughs, got me all my stuff. Uh, and I ended up being known as like the fish comic for the first few years of my uh, comedy career. That got me everything right at the beginning, that one joke, because it was just so ridiculous. And I remember old comics, but like, you won't be doing that in 10 years. I was like, oh, right on. It's an awesome joke. No, I yeah, I don't do that joke anymore. It's too much work. Hey, for, uh, for anybody tuning in on the live stream tonight, make sure to uh, comment in the comment sections. If you have any questions or any comments, we'll make sure to get them to Kelly. And in fact, we have one from Matthew Cog. He's asking, Kelly, what's the toughest part of being a comedian? Oh, toughest part of being a comedian? Ah, geez. In, in different stages, there's different things that are tough. Like at the beginning, like trying, trying to get on a stage. Like say you get on a stage, but then just having people let like getting into the comedy club, like it's so hard to break in. Like you want to be a headliner, but you'll start at this and you get a little bit more, a little bit more. So the first stages is just breaking in and uh, getting people to see you. And then maybe the next stage is, uh, <laughs> and then when you actually get, when you get good, you can have a good show and it doesn't feel that good because your expectation is higher. Like people, that was a great show. And like, man, I've, You'll think, uh, well, I've done those jokes before. That one didn't feel as good anyway. So it's almost just being <laughs> content and keeping, keep writing and just keep getting out there. And I'm pretty bad at social media, so that has never helped. I remember my college agent was like all over MySpace, and I got good at MySpace right as it ended. And now I'm on to Facebook, and I think that's done to Instagram. <laughs> and it's like, holy, sh now i got to learn TikTok, I guess keep writing and uh, evolving because you, you can't stay the same. You got to evolve as you, as you go. You brought up a good point about the whole stand up thing. Um, not every show goes well. Fair, fair, fair statement there. Right. So do you have like one of those classic, like, man, this went off the rails real hard, real quick. Kind yeah. Of stories? Well, yeah. And even now, like now when you, you're uh, older and you've had more experience in it. You usually, it's not your fault. You just blame the crowd or the setup. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I, I'm good enough. I was like, screw that. Like people like you get nervous on stage. It, there's not as much nervous as <clears throat> if you're at a comedy club, that's the greatest because people are going there to watch comedy. It's when you start doing shows for people that maybe didn't want to watch comedy. Like say you're doing a corporate function 
and it's this Christmas party, and this guy's like, man, I want to talk to my buddy. I didn't come here to listen to some comic. This guy's pissing me off. So it's usually the setups. Or I did one where they'll, they'll go, they're like, oh, I didn't think you needed a sound system. And then they had no sound, no stage, no light. I was literally in the dark behind a buffet table. And I don't even know if people knew a comedy show had been going on. I was like, well, that's, you're just setting me up to fail. But when I think of the ultimate worst, a grad at 2.30 a.m., I got there <laughs> and I told the person, I said, this is a terrible idea. And she's like, oh, we had hypnotists. But hypnotists are different because they're interacting with the kids and that, and their their friends are on stage, so it works. So I, I tried to talk the lady out of even booking the show at the first, and she's like, no, no. And I was like, whatever. She sent me deposit. Let's go then. Can you imagine your grad drunk at 2.30 in the morning wanting to dance, and they stopped the dance? I got on the stage. I had about this much, like a, a half a foot of stage because it was all DJ equipment. As soon as I walked on, a, there are kids are all packed like a mosh pit. Kid pulls my cord, so I don't even have a mic. So I'm just standing there. <laughs> and then they all just start hucking change at me. <laughs> it, it, like, it lasted like five minutes. Not did you take did you at least minutes. did you at least take off your clothes for them when they're <laughs> when they're making it hail on you? Oh, if it was it was my hometown, so I was like, that's the only reason I took it. Like if I knew I had to drive there to go to do it, I'd have said no way. But I was like, ah, whatever, I'm already here. And my friend wanted to come so bad he came with me because he knew it was a terrible idea and i got off stage he was dying laughing like he goes that was the worst but he but it was the best for him because so kelly i was uh, years ago i was at a, a corporate event christmas party type thing and there was a comedian by the name you probably you might even know might have crossed paths but johnny bagpipes uh, I don't know if that if you know that name. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he was the uh, entertainment at the end of the evening. But uh, during the dinner and they had some speeches and whatnot, uh, the CEO of the company gets up and he breaks the news to everybody that they're not getting their bonus and there's no trip at the end of the year and everything. And then following those speeches, Johnny Bagpipes has to get up and do a comedy <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's yeah. Brutal. Like uh, doing it to a pissed off crowd like that. That's and I've done fundraisers too. You know, you they want to raise money, but it's for a cause like someone's got terminal cancer or something. Like, that. Oh. like a, a speech and a slideshow of this guy. And they're like, Okay, now here's your comedian. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's uh it's a great warm up act right there. That's yeah, you guys show. ever notice cows are dumb? <laughs> right after that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I want to know the story behind this. Travis Pilon, uh, if you know the name, Kelly, he's like, I'm late to the party, but have we talked about how Kelly was a hero a few years ago? <laughs> there we go. Look at that. A that's hero? Just me, that's just me setting up the spin, set myself up. Anyway, can you get that hero question in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, a few years ago, coming back from uh, <clears throat> a gig, and uh, I was doing in Steen and Stein in Saskatchewan. And we rolled through Wadena at 1.15. And for the listeners, Wadena is a tiny SAS town. So when you drive through a small SAS town at 1.15 in the morning, it's just pretty much blackness. So we're kind of driving through. And right as we're driving through, I was like, hey, kind of look over. We're like, is that thing start? Is something starting on fire? Like, is that a, and we're like, hey, man, that, that thing is starting on fire. It's a motel. And it like had literally just started. So we're driving. And there, I was in the backseat just, uh, hung over like I am right now, actually. <laughs> so I, I was just like half asleep, kind of, and I'm like, "Hey, man, 
let's go pull a Yui. And the guy driving is like, y'all look for a turnaround. I was like, buddy, there's no cops sitting here for an entrapment while something's burning down. Like, he's not going to nail you on a U-ball ticket while this motel's burning. So we yell at him and he pulls a Yui. And we turn around and we're like, man, yeah, this hotel's starting to go. And it's, it's like, you, you know, when you have a fire in your pit, it doesn't know where to go. Like, it's just climbing the wall. We're like, holy shit. So we kind of run in there. And it was almost comical. The guy didn't really speak English. who owned the motel. He's like, what's going on? Didn't have a, couldn't find a fire extinguisher. The, went to turn on a tap. Like, the tap barely spit water. The garbage can had a crack in it. <laughs> so then uh, we start knocking on all the windows to get everyone out of this uh, motel. And we're, like, hammering on all the windows. And then we came back and Buddy got a uh, fire extinguisher just like at the last second as it was climbing to get into the soft. And it, like, it, speaking of sounding Canadian, at this point, we started knocking. I was like, well, I'll get a quick video of this and then we'll go get everyone out of this hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but, as, but then Buddy comes over with a fire extinguisher, nails it. And I'm, I'm in the corner and I watched the video. And it's like, right on, man. You're, you're freaking nailing it, man. You got it. I was like, oh, my God, do I sound like an idiot. <laughs> well, listen, guys, let's take that opportunity to uh, go to our first break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll get into a little bit more comedy and uh, maybe a few weather videos that we want to share with you, Kelly. Uh, a reminder for everybody that's tuned in, if you're enjoying the raw recording right now, uh, you can check us out at Stormfront Freaks Podcast Network. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app and you'll get Stormfront Freaks one week. You'll get El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast on the opposite week. And uh, you can also check out, and I know we've got some of our patrons uh, joining us this evening, tuning in, but you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash El Nino's. And you can check out uh, some exclusive content that we have there, and you'll get some perks that we'll talk about a little bit uh, later in the show. So we'll be right back with more Kelly Taylor right after this. This is Weather History with Chris Chittick. The June 2010 Northern Plains tornado outbreak was one of the most prolific summer tornado outbreaks in the Northern Great Plains of the United States on record. Four, four vortices. Four vortices. Wow. The outbreak began on June 16th with several tornadoes in South Dakota and Montana. The most intense storms took place the following day across much of eastern North Dakota and much of Minnesota. The system produced 93 tornadoes reported across four states while killing three people in Minnesota. Four of the tornadoes were rated as EF4. The Storm Prediction Center issued a moderate risk of severe weather for June 17th, 2010, citing a 10% threat for tornadoes, 45% threat for large hail, and 45% threat for damaging wind. Oh my goodness. Oh my it was like oh. they're dancing around each other. So cool. Oh, it's violent. Look at now it's a big wedge. You just tell me if we need 
Initially thinking tornadoes would quickly reform into a straight line wind event, the moderate risk area extended from Fargo, North Dakota, to Des Moines, Iowa, and Omaha, Nebraska, with a slight risk area extending across the upper Midwest. Surface dew points reached to the low 70s, with the surface temperature well into the 80s across Minnesota. Surface-based Cape values were forecasted to reach 2,000 to 3,000 joules per kilogram. The town of Wadena was also hit hard as I witnessed one of the EF4 tornadoes. The high school was heavily damaged by a tornado that prompted a tornado emergency. We might have hey, to. This is Peggy. Um, we got a large rain wrapped tornado about just, just barely south of Wadena, heading right into Wadena. People in Wadena need to take cover right now. Extensive damage was also reported in various other communities in Minnesota as well as in North Dakota from either tornadoes or widespread damaging winds. All right, welcome back to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. We've got with us Kelly Taylor. He's a comedian, and man, he is your typical Canadian dude. Yeah, Kelly, so we got a couple of stock questions that we try to always ask our guests. Um, so coming off with the first one here, what's your favorite food? Bah, steak and lobster. Might as well go high end. <laughs> what's you your buying? favorite <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not buying. If I'm not buying that, it's it, it not maybe just a bush buy. <laughs> What's your favorite band or artist? Oh, uh, the hip, and I kind of like folky stuff too. Lumineers, Bob Dylan. Could you give us a little tune? Sing it for us. Oh, that is the one thing you don't want. <laughs> the only song I've memorized is Billy Ray Cyrus. Could have been me. I had no idea why that song is the one night. What a great song that is. <laughs> wow. Okay. There we go. I wasn't even knowing anyone would know it. All right. Favorite movie. Me, there with you. Okay. Come on. <laughs> we could do your voice with my Billy Ray Cyrus hair <laughs> here. I guess I'm not surprised Nick the Bond was a Billy Ray fan. <laughs> Oh, lo love the whole Cyrus clan. They got it going on. Who is your, uh, what's your favorite movie and or TV show? Holy man. I love movies. I watch every Oscar movie every year. Uh, there's too many good ones, man. Like Goodfellas is a movie. Anytime it's on, I can just watch it. I love that movie so much. Uh, man, just even the, every Oscar one, usually I love. I like mafia war movies. That 1917 was real good. Saving Private Ryan's great. I like. Yeah. I love uh, everything the Coen Brothers. Let's do that. Everything the Coen Brothers make is awesome. Okay. Okay. Favorite comedian other than yourself? <laughs> I, I am not on my list, anyways. Anywhere <laughs> near it. Uh, Norm Macdonald is unbelievable. Uh, 
Dave Chappelle is like the Connor McDavid of stand-up. Like, it looks effortless. Uh, but as for my favorite, I think Chappelle is one of the best. Norm Macdonald's one of the best. And there's a guy out of Canada named John Doerr. Uh, just so original and just, oh, man, love his stuff. If you never know where he's going with it. It's great. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, Nick, you have some uh, videos for us? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. One more you question. You the other question? Yeah, one more question. So here's the setup, Kelly. I got it. I got it. So say we're stranded on top of a mountain. There's no way out. You know, you can't hike out. You can't. You have to live there. Who would you eat first out of all of us? Who would I, who would I eat first out of you guys? Yeah. Uh, probably Ricky. What? <laughs> Knock off the, nothing against you guys. Ricky's probably the best looking dude on there. Then maybe uh if any woman strolled by, I'd have a chance. <laughs> you want to knock off the guy who's got the loudest mouth too, right? Like, get that out of the way so you don't go crazy. Right on. We got Argentina tuning in. Okay, Nick, you wanted to get to some uh weather videos. Now, Kelly, I think this first one uh is has got a little bit of place in your uh memory bank or at least in your heart nick where are we going first we're going to uh edmonton alberta right here in the great white north back uh back in time about 35 years just about to uh 34 years this year back to 1987 july 31st with canada's uh second deadliest uh tornado uh when it hit uh Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, I remember this one because it was the big thing. My grandma and grandpa were living in Edmonton, and it was all, oh, grandma and grandpa, all right. There's a big twister in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you're watching this back, I mean, this even this video for 1987 is pretty fantastic. But you can just look at the speed and the motion in that tornado we i mean that's the type of thing you see in the u.s planes during the heart of tornado season that's amazing black friday yeah and i mean the uh you know there's a couple of videos where you can see the tornado moving you know from almost an above shot from a distance and yeah the the speed at which it uh moved through the city like there was just no getting out of the way of it once it had entered the city I think my grandma got a hail ball and put it in her freezer forever too. A hail ball. <laughs> yeah, was there a hail in that one too, or something? In the, some sort of storm in Edmonton, my grandma. I remember you go to her house and she had some sort of hail ball in her freezer. Maybe it wasn't that storm. Maybe it was something else. <laughs> Sorry, I was giving you a hard time, Kevin. We call them hailstones, or everybody calls them hailstones for that matter. But <laughs> oh, yes, was... there was huge hail in that. <laughs> It was so big as a ball, so it wasn't so. <laughs> yeah, got the, got the good old hail ball. <laughs> got that hail so ball now, here. So now this week I've heard hail ball and wind funnel. So those are two new. Those are going in the. <laughs> what about ball lightning? Yeah, not ball lightning is a real thing. No, it it's is a real not. thing. It wouldn't be uh, a you know a very good podcast if we didn't have a uh, a funny weather video. But again, another spinning column of air here. And uh, the video here that we're talking about, the, um, the title is Terrifying Windstorm Quickly Turns Into a <laughs> Storm, and you can fill in the blanks there. Uh, but Kelly, have a look at this and let me know if you would be a hero like this guy is in the video, jumping to save his son from 
horrible phenomenon that occurs here. So a little whirlwind going on. Oh, this guy here, he's a hero. Get him down on the ground. Look out, here we go. Whoa. <laughs> Body. Oh, spray, full spray. Is that an outhouse? <laughs> God, I hope nobody's in it. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. It was like a uh a dust devil and this guy is a hero. He's all over his son. He's making sure that he's not going anywhere, but my God, like, can you imagine being it? You go in to take a... I guess this is what Leahy warned us about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, though, as soon as that's done, just if you were the guy who got all the crap put on you, you're like, what happened to you? Oh, man. Terrifying stuff. So, yeah, if you want to look that one up on YouTube, Terrifying Windstorm quickly turns... Oh yeah, yeah I'm swearing on here, right? Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta bleep him out. So it's just less work for uh, old Greggles to get the audio. But yeah, you're gonna have to type in a bad word into YouTube to find this one. And uh, yeah, look like it was some carnival, but man, oh man, those porta potties did not last a hot second. They were airborne, and <laughs> these poor people. This this woman here. <laughs> look at that, just full dump. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, but that's a story to tell, right? Like after that. <laughs> oh, and imagine if you didn't have the video of that to try to tell someone. Like, no, man, crapper just all over me, blew right off. Yeah, okay, good one. Yeah. Yeah, Nick fell in the toilet again. <laughs> Got to make up some story about a windstorm. I don't know how many times I've had to make up stories to get out of that one. But anyway. And the thing about that hero story is... Uh, it was like if we were going any faster, we would have missed it start. So if any slower, it would have been all uh, burnt down. So it was like a timing thing. And then the Canadian Humane Society gave us uh, like a bravery award. And I was like, no, man, it was just uh, it was just right place, right time. Like anyone would have stopped. And he's like, hey, not anyone would have stopped. I was like, well, unless you're giving awards away for not being an I guess. <laughs> Who sees a building on fire? Like, wow, I would tell those people, but screw it. I'm going to let them burn during the night. A lot of comedians Sorry. list Norm McDonald as their favorite, uh, their favorite comedian. And uh, he's certainly my favorite comedian. I remember watching him on Weekend Update and uh, how unique he was uh, at that point. And he, he just doesn't give a, you know, a rat's rear end about really anything, it seems, in his comedy. But the way that he weaves... You know, he can take one story and make it last like 50 or 60 minutes. And I've seen him live probably five or six times now. And it's never the same. But sometimes you hear the same punchline. But it's, you know, different stories, different jokes and stuff like that. Like, um, what is it about Norm that makes it like he's a, this comedian's comedian? Uh, just that right there. The, uh, he, he doesn't care. Like he uh, the part of like the crowd might want something he doesn't give them what he wants like i've heard stories of him like okay don't do this don't do this and he goes on stage and he does exactly what they <laughs> asked them not to do like and the thing is i fell in love with him real early i was in grade six and they used to play a thing on the radio uh they'd play this clip it was like the sunday funnies and it was at night and it was norm mcdonald and then and norm did this bit about being in the back seat of a car and it was like my favorite bit it was awesome and then I'm telling the story to another comic. We started talking about John Wing, like a Canadian legend. And he's like, where he's like, who's your favorite kind of, and I tell the story about listening to Norm Macdonald in the backseat of a car. And he's like, oh my God. He goes, I was there the night that bit was born. Norm had just started doing stand up, And so he was the newest guy, you know, he's the opener. So he's not, 
he's in the back seat of the car and like that's how it starts off like if you're three people in a car and you're in the back seat you're not the most popular guy in the car right <laughs> and it just talks about how brutal the back seat is because he just came off the road and every sunday all the toronto comics when they come back would kind of meet at uh one spot and they'd all coming off the road they would do spots and norma just started out and uh john wing was there the night that bit was actually born it was just norm coming off the back of the road it's the oh, and i was like oh man it was just it's it was pure gold and it's and almost like the kind of comedy i love where everything was so true and he's like hey what do you got up yeah. here in the front seat he goes what do, you, <laughs> what do you got a headrest yes your neck doesn't get stiff he goes yeah that's a face smasher for me <laughs> he's like all you do with you, the back seat is you you just see two profiles of people having a good time every once in a while you gotta pop your head in the middle of them like hey remember me from the back seat you're knee deep in burger king bags he goes, oh, get a little get a little wind there uh hey it's a little hot why don't we put the windows down get a little wind nipping at our ears and he's i got a goddamn hurricane back here <laughs> oh yeah, it's me. all that it's all that relatable stuff right oh. like everyone has had that experience where you got to wedge yourself between because you lose the face off to the more popular friend you're in yeah. the back seat it's the same as same yeah. you're talking about with the cows on the side of the road and the mat pulling that damn fitted sheet over the over the bed like i showed that bit to my wife tonight and she was on the floor in the kitchen laughing because that's her whole you know, I don't want to say it's her whole life is making the bed, but a significant, significant portion of, of her part of her jobs around the home here is making the bed. She spends a lot of time on those fitted sheets because they're a hassle for every single person. Oh, boy. That's right. Suddenly, uh, relatable, twirling relatable those stuff. headphones aren't the most offensive thing that's happened on this podcast. <laughs> Listen, we have an equitable division of labor in this house. All I'm saying is I don't bother with the fitted sheet because, as Kelly has pointed out, they're nothing but a hassle. It's ridiculous. It's a pink job, not a blue job. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Cubby, you have to put up the uh, great comment from Jen Heitzman. Uh, she asked, uh, I think she maybe misheard what I said when I said, uh, the, uh, Regina tornado, um, <clears throat> Jen wants to know, did I say the vagina tornado? No, we, we, we pronounce, you know, that's the city. And, uh, there was a tornado here about 109 years ago. Thanks for the question though, Jen. And sorry Wait. for that. When you get to Regina, does the sign say you are now entering? Or does it just, <laughs> like, does it just say welcome to Regina? Or does it say you're now entering Regina? Thanks for coming. My, my favorite town sign, favorite town sign is Swift Current, where life makes sense. <laughs> Foam Lake's got the best city in the world to live. That's a pretty aggressive really? uh, thing to take, Foam Lake. <laughs> Kelly, you're aware of what Climax Saskatchewan has on the back of their town sign. Is it thanks for coming? <laughs> thanks, come no. again. Yeah, <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> All right, that's just too much. That is that is true story. I mean, I got a picture of it. I, I can... This is a family <laughs> program. 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 Hey, program. Hey, Kelly, while we, ha while we have you, you know what? I've, uh, I've seen you for years in comedy shows. But I still actually don't know uh, who you are. Married, kids, what's uh, what's real life yeah. for you? Married, four kids, four kids, uh, five cats, a German Shepherd, three horses. That's like 12 
things. <laughs> yeah. You should see my dental bill. I got no dental. There's six dentist appointments and my horses are going at 200 bucks. So nine dentist appointments we got this week. Oh, start a GoFundMe for my dental. <laughs> so Kelly, you, you have a, an acreage or a farm. What, what do you, what do you, what are you doing there? I just like being, uh, yeah, no, I know nothing about a farm. I actually know nothing about horses either. That's uh, my son and my, that's for my one boy. And then my wife does all that. I just like being outside. I like a lot of space. So that's, uh, we're gonna, I'm more in the charge of building the hockey rink and that and keeping that going and just being outside. Hey, are those horses you got there, they're in pretty good shape? Like, are they running horses or what kind of horses are they? Oh, no. One's got arthritis so bad. Uh, that one's a little rough. They look, maybe he's got gout. The other two are all right, I guess. They, yeah, they ride. Like, my, uh, they were all we're not gonna today. My boy and my wife were out riding on trails. We're not going to see you hoisting no trophies at the uh, Queen's Plate or anything like that in the upcoming. Oh. No, my boy wants to get into rodeo. Yeah, big time. Like, loves it, loves it. Well, well, a little tip, little tip for him. If you want to keep a horse in, a horse in really good shape, you want to make sure that you feed them a stable diet. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one well listen guys we're gonna we're gonna go to another Thanks, quick, another quick break but i was actually nick i was actually gonna tell a time traveling joke but you guys didn't like it we'll be right back after this uh short break with mar uh with our friend kelly taylor El Nino's The Tornado Hunters Podcast is brought to you by CameraEasy.ca. Anyone can take great photos. I know because I've taught thousands of people how to use their fancy digital cameras. I make it simple and easy to understand so that even a pure beginner can get the most out of their camera. So if you want better pictures starting today, check out CameraEasy.ca. Now it's time for the camera easy 30 seconds to better photos. Here is my tip of the week. When you're taking pictures with your camera, uh, we have a tendency to look at the scene and then look at it on the back of the camera and try to match what we're seeing with our eyeballs to what we're seeing on the back of the camera. And that's not always the best exposure. In fact, sometimes a photo that's darker or sometimes a photo that's way brighter are better photos than the one that you're seeing with your actual eyeballs looking at the scene. So how do you do that? Well, all of your cameras, including your phone, have manual mode, and manual mode allows you to adjust the exposure, brighter or darker, to create the mood that you're looking for. So, you want better photos? Shoot in manual mode. Welcome back to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast with uh, our special guest, Kelly Taylor, comedian and stereotypical Canadian. And uh, Ricky, listen, we were, we started something a few weeks ago uh, that we've been wanting to do for a while. We created this Patreon page, which allows people to follow along with our journey. And in return, we're going to give them some exclusive content. Tell us a little bit more about the Patreon page. 
Yeah, for sure. So our Patreon page, again, that's patreon.com slash El Ninos. Uh, it all started because we want to have a deeper uh, connection with, you know, our audience and be able to give more content, do a lot of behind the scenes work because there's a lot of work that goes into this podcast that we're doing. And then we quickly realized that this is a great spot to put our content from Storm Chasing as well. So like our extra content, the content you're not going to see on social media, behind the scenes stuff, uh, that's going into our Patreon content as well. So if you want to see anything to do with our storm chasing, any additional content, get a deeper dive on our podcast, see all the episodes as well as, you know, exclusive merch uh, that's available for El Ninos and Tornado Hunters. It's all there. Uh, we're also going to be doing lots of behind the scenes work that you'll have access to and be able to join us live with. Uh, we're going to have bi-monthly uh, happy hours uh, with our patrons. And so, yeah, this is an outlet for us to be able to get our content out there. You know, we get lots of questions in our comments, like when's the show coming back? hopefully soon. Uh, but in the meantime, this is where our content is going. And so if you want to see what's happening with us again, patreon.com slash El Ninos. Right on. And just another reminder, uh, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, you're watching the live raw recording. So some of this stuff is going to get cut and, uh, we're going to put together a, a really well-produced audio podcast, which will go up to Apple Podcasts and Google and SoundCloud and Spotify and all those podcast apps, and that'll be available uh, this Sunday, the uh, Kelly Taylor episode. And as well, if you want to subscribe to that, go to Stormfront Freaks Podcast Network on any podcast app, and you can subscribe, and you will get Stormfront Freaks Podcast one week and you'll get El Nino's the second week. So uh, we just kind of flip flop. And like I said, there's about 130 or more episodes on there already. So now let's get into it. Let's write a joke. Kelly, we want to write a joke about storm chasing and we, and we haven't told you about this yet. We're, we're going into this. Uh, like we said, we're going into it raw. You don't know what's coming up. But we want to write a joke about storm chasing. Are you up to the task? Oh, I'm nervous now. <laughs> but I guess so. I can't just leave, can I? I might pretend it's breaking up, but okay. <laughs> so, Kelly, what's the process for writing a joke? Like, what do you do? You have a you have an idea? Like, get us started on this. Uh, just something happens and you jot it down. Uh, you, I, like the way I do it is that. If I, I jot something down that I think there's something funny in it, like if we do something, and it's got to be something that, you know, a lot of people do. I try to go with something that uh, is familiar to people. So I don't know where um, the hell we're going to go with this storm chasing part. I'll tell you that. It's scaring me. Well, let, let, here's here's a few situations that come up when we're storm chasing that you might. Let's get get a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, ammunition here in your barrel. So. Long drives, stinky guys in a truck, don't have time to pull over for bathroom breaks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Burger King bags in the back. I mean, think about that. what that truck smells like after uh, 10 days of storm chasing with four guys in the truck. You don't have time to pull over and take a piss? So that's Sometimes, like, wow. no. Oh, then, that, then that's not a... Okay, then we'd go into we would want to write something about pissing in a Gatorade bottle, and everyone does that. So then you want the 
the the big mouth Gatorade bottle, and then you could make, <laughs> maybe we'd make a joke if someone's got a spaghetti, they could have the small Aquafina bottle. Yeah. <laughs> or don't be drinking out of the yellow Gatorade. Never get lemon Gatorade because you don't know what it is. That's never the, do the recycling out of the ditch right there. That's yellow the Gatorade. One. Leave that one. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah, never buy yellow Gatorade. <laughs> we got to take the points. So that's the way my head would be going on that. Is pissing in a jug for sure because. We've all did like even like that. What's that one? There's a movie with Jeff Bridges. He's a country music singer, and when you relate to something, because you know I'm on the road all the time too. Like you know, you guys, like you said, you're on the road. All, pissing in a jug is uh, anyone who does long drives. You just like, I, I need that extra three minutes when I get to that place. I'm just gonna <laughs> piss in this jug. And now yeah, yeah. you don't litter anymore, so that that jug stays in there too. <laughs> Let the sun heat that bad boy up for a little. Bit. <laughs> You and could expand on the. the uh, I don't know why you'd open it. You'd probably throw it away. That. <laughs> <laughs> you could expand on the Gatorade too, with the 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 theme around the yellow to say something like. Green is also a risk because there's a lot of blue Gatorade getting drank in the truck. So green, you want to green's a toss up, something like that too. You know, add a little add on. Oh yeah, look at us. We're in the goddamn writing room right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is a very good, uh, you know, we'll even add that uh, no pressure or high pressure uh, oh, one yeah. in there as well. I'll, I really like that. You told me how to write a joke. I was like, oh, my God, that is high pressure. And then, boom, there we go. <laughs> I, mean, I wanted to leave right there, but we weren't live. <laughs> Thinking about being on the road, I just remembered this uh, really funny story of us when we were out chasing down in the States. Uh, Chick and Greg, do you remember when we were pulling up beside that tour van and we thought we knew whose tour it was? <laughs> so we're pulling up, big white van, tour van, and we're certain we knew who it was. A, a buddy of ours running this tour. We had met the guests earlier, along, we're joking, and we got to pass them. And we decide that uh, Cubby is going to moon them. And we thought this was all going to be, we all, we all thought this was be super funny. And so we're driving past, and Cubby is full moon out the window, doing a really good job. And as we pass by, all the windows are tinted. And I finally see the driver, and it's not our buddy. And in fact, <laughs> we have no idea who this tour It is a tour, but we don't know them. And uh, later that day, there was all sorts of really mean and hateful comments about us being jerks and just mooning random vans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny. You got to imagine, too, in the truck, right? It says tornadohunter.com <laughs> yeah. right on there the side of the truck of big letters. Hey, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's that was right. funny. Oh, my God. Well, that's a lot of fun. Listen, Kelly, how can people follow your journey? Where can they get a hold of you? Where can they can find out where you're going to be on tour and that sort of thing? Yeah, I got a uh, website. Well, holy man. Now, uh, I haven't really updated any shows because of COVID, but now the floodgates should start opening up. So that's at kellytaylor.biz. That's right. I got a .biz website. .com was gone. <laughs> <laughs> .ca was gone, so I snagged up the .biz. Uh, my Twitter is probably my strongest game because I think Twitter is just an absolute outlet for writing jokes. So it's at Tick Taylor. That's T-I-C-T-A-Y-L-O-R. My Instagram's the same. I'm not very strong on Instagram. And uh, I also have a podcast uh, called Tick and Tets with my, uh, my buddy, but I'm very unprofessional and i don't get them out regularly like a person should but i keep putting that on my things to do get it out regularly but uh so i'm gonna 
I'm going to try to stay on that because podcasts like this are uh, podcasts are so fun, man. They're great. Yeah, well, listen, probably, we really enjoyed having you. That's for sure. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, I was going to say you'll probably pick up a bunch of gigs just from being in our podcast here. There we go. Beauty. Love it. <laughs> I'll go to Brazil. I'll go to Argentina. Quebec. Let's go. Bring it on. Hey, Kelly, we reach, we, we, we literally reach dozens of people. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, listen, uh, again, thank you to our guest, Kelly Taylor. A really fun, fun interview, Kelly. Really enjoyed that. You uh, sound like a, a really great guy. And uh, I think for once, Ricky was right. You would be a lot of fun to hang out with. And uh, we, hey, what about getting you storm chasing? You in? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm in. Absolutely, man. 100%. Um, you'll, uh, you'll bring the Gatorade, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be bringing drinks. It won't be Gatorade. Maybe Gatorade in the morning will be spitting dust. <laughs> there you go. There's my other joke spitting dust. Let's get those drinks at us. We're on tags. Here we go. <laughs> Don't forget to check out previous guest, Paul Brandt. Uh, also, we had Amanda Ruler on uh, a couple months ago. Great interview there. Really interesting pro athlete Amanda Ruler, and we also had Chris Bukowski on from Bachelor fame. So uh, lots of interesting shows to to go back in the library and check out. And uh, Travis Pion says, why does the closing of this podcast sound like a breakup? It's not us. It's you. (laughs) Right on. Well, listen, for uh, Cubby and for Nick the Body and for Ricky Forbes, I'm Greg Johnson, and we'll see you again next time. This has been El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast, part of the Stormfront Freaks podcast network. Good driving, Ricky. Oh, there's vehicles underneath it. Oh. It's taking up potholes. <laughs> <laughs>